More trouble for our beleaguered health system. So we've got the average age now of GPs. It's gone up from 48, that was back in 2005, to 52 today. About 50% of those people are going to retire in the next decade. So we're now seeing some of those people delaying the retirement because of this chronic shortage of GPs. And Brian Betty's medical director, of course, at the College of GPs. And as well as Brian, morning. Uh, good morning, Mike. Mind you, that's good. It's good to keep on working. It keeps you young and active and vibrant and fit, doesn't it? <laughs> look, look, yeah, no, you could you could argue that point. I think it's it's not a great thing for our health system. I mean, the the contra to that, the other thing we are seeing as well is, is GPs starting to reduce their hours because of the workload or bringing their retirement earlier. So two things are happening, but some GPs are being forced to work longer than they'd otherwise like to because of this issue we have with the number with the age of our GP workforce and the fact we don't have enough GPs coming through. Just explain to me what's going on, because I don't go to the GP all that often, but every time I go, it's packed. And every time I go to the emergency centre, it's packed. Everyone in this country seems sick. Are they, or is there just less service going on? Um, In New Zealand, we have 74 GPs per 100,000 population. In Australia, it's 118 GPs per 100,000. We actually just don't have enough GPs. And what we've seen over the last few years is increasing complexity, more complex patients being put back into general practice. So the workloads have gone up. We've got an ageing population, which means that more people are wanting GP services And we actually just don't have enough GPs. It's as simple as that. And when that happens, what we see is overflowing ED departments, hospitals that start to get full, and absolute pressure on the system. Do we need to train more? If we do need to train more, can we train more? Is there an interest, or do we need to bring them in from offshore? Well, 40% of our GP workforce is overseas trained. We are completely reliant on overseas trained doctors. And over the last two years, they dried up completely with COVID. But yes, we do need to train more. We need to have more medical students coming into the system. We have need to have more of those medical students being exposed to general practice during their, their training, because at the moment we have a very hospital-focused approach to that. And we need to make general practice more attractive in terms of the funding model and what's actually going on. Good stuff, Brian. Appreciate it very much as always. Brian Betty out of the College of GPs for you this morning. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.